How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. thinking we could start the show with like a acapella version of Will Smith's Men in Black. Ooh. I don't even know that song. How do you not know that song? <laughs> oh, uh, I was going to ask what your childhood was like, but I already know. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Wait, how After, do you already know my... Because I've been doing a show with you for a year. That's true. You um, get to know. But you know, it's, here comes the Men in Black. That song? Sound the same to me. <laughs> I don't know, but I can learn it. It's just it's a Stevie Wonder ripoff, anyway. So. Oh. Oh yeah, all of his famous. Well, no, getting jiggy with it. That's one hundred percent Will Smith right there. <laughs> but uh, what is it like? Uh, fuck, I don't remember. He's got <laughs> other ripoffs too. What about that Wild Wild West? The song? Wild Wild West song. Yeah, that, that's a ripoff of something. I can't. I can't hear the tune in my head right now. Yeah, I can't either. Um, yeah, it, it was. He, he Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah he did Bill Withers too. Just the two of us. Yep. You know, that's just stuff like that. Fuck you, Will Smith. It's hey. It's you know Will what? Smith, though. Will Smith was my hero until he like he was one of my childhood heroes until I found out he's a Scientologist and now. What? I'm, oh yeah. <gasps> oh fuck you, Will, Will Smith. Yeah. my boy. Yeah, it's Damn just. It. What do you do with that, right? It totally makes sense why he was trying to kiss that fucking robot. I could sing you the Fresh Prince of Bel Air song word for word by heart, but that motherfucker's a Scientologist now. What do I do with that? I used to walk to the bus stop in seventh grade with my CD uh, oh my god my the Walkman disc my Discman Shut yeah with, with Big Willie style in it and I was getting jiggy with it the whole way to the bus stop but now he's a Scientologist when did he uh, when did he join I don't know I just know he is that's, that's so lame that's the best you do you know? think him and Tom Cruise like make out our best friends I bet you they make out hard <laughs> real hard and now, you know, once you're in, you're in. He can't leave. Like, you literally no. can't leave. You can't leave. And if you leave, they literally try to, like, kill like you. Gangstalk you. Yeah. At a minimum. Not, like, physically kill you, but mm-hmm. kill everything else They about shame you. you. They fucking yeah. shun the yeah. shit out of you. <laughs> it's like that episode from Game of Thrones when she walks with the bell. Shame. They just follow you everywhere you go. Shame. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. What? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Mm-hmm. I did watch episode oh, three of season eight. I still haven't watched any of season eight, but I'm hearing terrible things. Oh, tough. You know, I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless eventually, but we've just been... They wrapped it up well. Like, there's really nothing else you can do. <laughs> I mean, Bless your soul. Sorry, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I... I'm hearing they rushed is what I'm hearing. Oh, dude, they rushed this season. They rushed last season. Like, season seven and eight were totally rushed, and it sucks. But eight was... They're just like, how much shit can we put in one episode? Let's do it. And, you know, I, of course, you know, I, you always hear from somebody who read the book. Yeah. And, you know, they, the they, they have things to say. Yes. Dude, yeah, uh, at least, you know, listen That's to a book, you know. It's like, <laughs> you know, I totally, I'd much rather read a book than listen to a book. Yeah, I can't do audiobooks for some reason. Um, I can do audiobooks on, like, subject matter for our show. It's very mm-hmm. helpful. But as far as, like, my entertainment, uh, you'd have to be, like, I'd have to be road tripping or something like that. Yeah. You know, I couldn't just, like, 
kick back, relax, and listen to my Land audio. Yeah. <laughs> you know. My old roommate was like the biggest advocate for audiobooks. He was like, oh, Anya, here, I've downloaded this book for you. I'm like, yeah. I'm, but I'm going to say, since we're recording a podcast and have podcast listeners out there, there's a good chance a chunk of them are audiobook listeners. So I'm You guys are awesome. You guys are all fantastic people. You have an amazing tension span. Yeah. Super cool. I mean, better than mine, probably. Especially those of you who, like, upload it onto YouTube, (laughs) (laughs) and I use it for free. I couldn't get the audiobook on this one for free, so I just didn't use it. Wow. You know, I just did it old school way and researched article by article. It's all right. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Also, shout out to Lush Puppy. I was just about to say that. This is a really really good good beer. I hate IPAs. But this is really good. Lush Puppy Juicy IPA. With orange peel? Killing it. Yeah, 6.3%. Gosh, are you trying to get me drunk? Made with Rocky Rocky Mountain Glacier Water. (laughs) Rocky Mountain. That's good stuff. I was just about to say a thing. It's a cool can, too. It's got little mountain critters and stuff on it. You say all the pups on it? Little cute puppies. Oh, it's puppies. Yeah, foxes. I can't tell if that's, like, what kind of dog that is. It, the one with the orange in its mouth? Yeah, yeah. Almost looks like, like a, a British cat bulldog, too. Yeah, it looks like a Because, yeah, I don't know. Cat think, bulldog. Think it's Drink the beer. British Find out for yourself. Bulldog. Uh, anyways, we got a long one today, so, uh, you know, no time for fooling around. Um, you to quote a musician I know, I ain't uh, got time to be wasting. Yeah, that's me. I ain't got time to fuck around. If you haven't listened to Josh Hartko <laughs> on Spotify yet, like, really, what are you doing with your life? I might change Anyways. your love life. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's even made it into a couple of my playlists now. Wow. You know. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're in a few of mine. You're in a couple of playlists. So, two of my best Deservingly. Friends. Deservingly so. Thank you. Voice of an Hold angel, on, I'm my freaking friend. out. I lost my foot. Oh, no. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> but as I said, <laughs> um, you know, no, no time to screw around today. So um, how's everybody doing? I'm doing good, bro. Fantastic. It is my Friday, which normally we would record on my Thursday, but Greg had to change it up on me. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're doing risky business tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, is, this is literally Tuesday evening before the Wednesday you're going to hear this show. Um, At like 9 in the morning. If you notice this show not as well edited as <laughs> other shows, it's because... We roast it, it for the biscuit. You know... It, it, it's gonna be well edited. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Don't Holy worry. Golden. And then I'm going on vacation after this. Oh, Where are you nice. going? I'm going to Orlando for uh, Chelsea Lane's wedding. Uh, you know her from our Chelsea. weird news episodes. Chelsea, I miss you. We do miss you, Chelsea. We love you. Uh, I liked it better when you lived in Denver. But I didn't know you then. Oh, she lives in Florida? Yeah, and then she just, she just bought a house. Like, she cemented it. Like, it broke mm-hmm. my heart when they bought that house. Um, but, you know, she's she's getting married to Asher. He's cool. We like him. So, Congratulations. You know, we're rolling out there deep for the wedding. And uh, hopefully, I'm hoping to hit, like, a water park. Maybe she's got those Disneyland mm. hookups still, too. Wow. Disney Careful World. water parks. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was hilarious. Oh, Waterworld? Yeah, it fucked up my shit last summer. Yeah? What? Yeah, so... Uh, Were you there for the diseased water days? That I was! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> my entire life living in Colorado, it has always been a dream to have a season pass to Waterworld. Well, last summer, it was like every child's dream. I had a season pass to Waterworld and Elages. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know. I was just living it up. One month into having the pass, I go to Waterworld, and it was weird because I saw these signs saying due to a domestic water issue, all the concessions were closed, and it was on Wednesday. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just, like, water power pressure. 
doesn't even cross my mind contamination. The very next day I wake up, I go to work, I'm opening, I'm like, man, I kind of feel like I got hit by a train. And keep in mind, the whole day prior, I spent the entire time in the wave pool because it was so packed. Wave pool and lazy river, that was it. I'm at work, I'm setting up, and I'm like, really, it's really starting to hit me. And my coworker he looks at me, he's like, Anya, you look like shit. I was like, all right, dude, I'm a little fucked up. <laughs> but I'll take it. I mean, it's honest. And he's like, no, are you feeling okay? I was like, no, not really. Within an hour, I was in agonizing, like, stomach, like, pains. And uh, lo and behold, my other coworker comes in at 1030, and he was like, hey, so you went to Waterworld yesterday, right? I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, you know that they had an outbreak? Shut the fuck up. Look online, an outbreak, and, uh, yeah, for the seven days following that Thursday, Ooh. I was stuck on my couch in crippling pain. Fuck. I had to call, like, CDC. I had to have all these tests done. Damn. Yeah. Fuck you, Waterworld. So what <laughs> happened is there's a local water park here in Denver, and, like, a, a sewer main broke into the water So they somehow. had a power outage. Okay. And when they regenerated on, um, the... Pipes from the pond. There's got a disgusting into pond. So there's this filthy. disc golf park <laughs> behind the water park, and I, I play there. And there's the, the ponds are so disgusting. Like if you throw a, a frisbee in there on accident, you just leave it there. Like when I see birds <laughs> land on the water, I shoot them away. I'm like, go away, bird. You don't know what you're doing. Save yourself. So yeah, this water leaked into there. Into so they originally thought it was just the concessions, but. After Wednesday, so they kept the park open knowing that it had, an, like, an outbreak. So fucked up. Right? And then by Wednesday, that was when they had to close down the whole thing. And on Thursday, they had to sanitize everything because they realized the water got into the pools as well. Oof. And so they're like, yeah, if you were in the pools, be careful. Like, That's rough. That's dang. rough. So water parks are, uh, yeah, it's, ruined. Yeah. My childhood yeah. is just shot. Dude, I won't even go back to the the pool here in my uh, the townhouse community because I got an ear infection two years ago. Oh. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. Pools uh, it still just... comes back randomly. Every <laughs> since I have to... I've never uh, been to a water park, so. Yep. No shit. Wow. <laughs> Tell us more about I it, Josh. I thought you would have worked a lot. Right? <laughs> yeah, I don't like being wet, so. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, it is kind of... It is like a shitty state to be in because you're cold. Yeah, it's but like, also it's so tasking for like what what sense of relief? Like it's, almost none. It's really if you catch an overcast day on accident, it's really not that fun. So fun, uh, fun little story. Every single year for my mom's birthday or for Mother's Day, more so her birthday because it was in July. We'd always go to Waterworld and. Colorado, being the bipolar state that it is, we would watch the weather religiously leading up to that day, and every single time it'd be, like, sunny, like, beautiful skies, mm-hmm. no cloud in mm-hmm. sight. For the last five years that we've gone, it has just, like, stormed on us every single time. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> you know my big irk with them, too? Hmm. They close at 6 o'clock. Seriously? What the fuck is that? The water park in Vegas, they open until, like, 10 o'clock at night. Like, it doesn't even get dark dude, until like 8.30. They had bands on Saturday. That's what just playing. Yeah, it was super cool. It was like a... I remember some band playing like Hotel California. Like, I think they even stayed up until midnight like late in the summer. But I mean, I know it stays hotter at night in Vegas, but... It's still hot But here. I mean, it's still light until 8 o'clock. Yeah. Elegis yeah. doesn't close their water. No, they close their water park at 6. Yeah. Anyhow. 
That's so, not what we're talking uh, about today. No. That is not what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about, if you didn't figure it out from whatever I titled, oh, I haven't even thought of a title for the show yet. Oh. Goodness. <laughs> goodness. Good news is I wrote the show. Wow. Hey-o. Wrote the show seven pages today. We're looking at seven pages. And oh, it's already, wow. already seven o'clock. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Wow. There you go. Thank you. We do have some business. I, I didn't say what we're talking about. <laughs> Talking about the real men in black. Wow. Uh, creepy. It was real creepy when I did the, another creepy one. Not as bad as the uh, the guy who was getting gang stalked by the police. Yeah, but, that like, one was... Yeah, yeah. We're not we're not at that level at all. But this, you know... Like, I did... I texted you. There was that plumbing van outside of my place, like, mm-hmm. all day while I was researching this. It was... Done the list a little crime. weird. A little weird, you know. I don't, I've done plumbing. It doesn't take all day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so before we get started, well, before yeah, before you get started, okay. What if that guy was <laughs> the what if plumbing he was, like, guy selling drugs? No, what if the plumbing guy was doing what you were doing that one day when you were selling fucking security home security? Oh, that was fucking awesome day. <laughs> uh, I used to install home security systems, and one day my first job of the day, you know, you're on call and you finish. Usually, a job takes about three hours. Well, it was just some twenty-something-year-old dudes living in a house. And they were drinking and barbecuing all day. So I just drank and ate with them all day. Every once in a while I had to call in and like act like I was having a problem. I'd be like, I can't get the lines to connect. And I'm not getting a signal, yada, yada. And then they'd work with me for 15 minutes. And I'd, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go try again. <laughs> and I, I kicked it like hard until the evening with them. <laughs> and I, I did set up their system and get it working completely and then just unplugged it. <laughs> So I wouldn't be drunk and trying to set it up later. Yeah, I was yeah. smarter than that. So, yeah, I, I got a complete working system and then just unplugged it and kept calling and saying it wasn't getting a signal wow. connection. That's hard. What a great yeah. day at work. Yeah, it was super cool. <laughs> One of the best days there. I don't, it's really interesting going into people's houses. Yeah. I could imagine. I met a lot of interesting people, a lot of cool people, scary people. Gross people. Yeah, and then there's the people who follow you around the whole time you're working. You're just like breathing in your neck. Like, yeah, really uncomfortable. I cool. always like whenever I, so I lived in an apartment for the last six years, so maintenance just comes up whenever there's an issue. And uh, I don't know, I'm really weird with people being in my house when I'm not there. So I always schedule it to where I'm home. And... I feel awkward having someone in my house, like, that I don't know, so I'll, like, sit there and chat with them, and then I get that feeling of them, like, fuck off, so I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll go over here, and right. I'm, like, kind of stand in the kitchen awkwardly for 20 yeah. minutes, and... Yeah, it's always weird. Uh, it's, it's been, I've had people in the house while I'm researching for the show, like, watching YouTube videos on the TV out there, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they think I'm fucking weird. <laughs> like, this, is, <laughs> this is not right. Like, some, this guy's been watching Mandela Effect videos for, <laughs> for three hours. Wild. So seriously though, before we get started, oh, fuck. Oh damn it, Josh. I'm sorry. Good job. I, now I have now I really have to go edit the show because you just did that. <laughs> I was hoping we could make it to. Oh, see, now I'm choking on words. <laughs> sorry, my shorts are too short. And he has short some shorts. very short shorts. These on bars today. are cold. They are. Yeah. So oh yeah, you hit the bars with chair. Yeah. These are my work shorts. You work in those shorts? <laughs> how else am I gonna climb? That's, that's dope. <laughs> how else am I gonna like climb in a truck and? So you're like you're that? like a furniture. Oh, and you don't go to people's houses anymore though. Not yet. Uh, you're just in the warehouse, yeah. But when I did, I was like, "What's up, bro? How you doing? How you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> so you can see that bald spot in the back of my calf. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's <for> you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so seriously though, before we get started. This isn't going to make sense to anybody but two people in the world, but special shout-out to Texas Toast. You know who you are. 
Uh, also, a shout-out to the TabletopGameshop.com. Uh, they've been kind of helping out our partner show, All D20. Uh, if you are into D&D, have gotten into D&D recently because of us, uh, and you want some cool dice, you can go there and use the code ALLD20 for 20% off their Dragon Scale dice. Also, special thanks just to the whole All D20 cast. Uh, they're super cool. They've been promoting us. Uh, so I try and promote them back. Um, we've actually seen an up, uh, upgrade in listeners in Las Vegas, mm. uh, where they're localized from, also where I'm from. If you new listeners, go back and listen through some episodes. Uh, it's kind of a wild ride of stuff. but You're the man, Joe. Yeah, yeah, you're the man, Joe. Uh, and the whole cast, you guys are all awesome. You do a great job on that show. If you're new to our show because you listen to that show, welcome, and uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you're in for some uh, wild rides. Anyways, as I said, we're talking about the men in black today. The real life men in black. Uh, not just a movie, if you didn't know, or uh, if you've been listening to the show for a year long and haven't gotten into this kind of weird stuff yet. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, so, you know, there's lots of stories of, you know, they always follow alien sightings, of course. Um, or people researching too much <laughs> uh, and getting into things they shouldn't be. And, uh, you know, your typical story is a couple guys, uh, two or three guys in black suits with that old school black hat and black sunglasses on showing up to your door. And uh, it's usually intimidation factors and often people even saying it feels like they know what they're knows what you're they know what you're thinking. So I have this theory that not so much a theory more so. I believe so, you know, until it disproves. But uh, I definitely think that, you know, aliens are among us and they're able to, it's going to sound so like far-fetched and out there, but uh, they're able to kind of not like morph into humans, but take a human form. And Mm -hmm. because of that, they are, you know, existing on different dimensions. So they have access to way more than what our little teeny human brains do absolutely and we definitely get into some of that here like it i have stories for you and uh as they go on it gets a little weirder and it goes from possibly not being you know like you want to think it's like government men or something coming but it it might not be like this is there's some weird descriptions i think they have a deal with the government i <laughs> Doug just busted in the room. They gave me a pelt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I also believe uh, there's, there's a deal stricken of some sorts. So um, let's. let's uh, what do you think, Josh? Men I mean, in black. Like, I've seen a couple of videos on it before, and yeah, sure. I mean, it, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Josh, Josh is with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. I, uh, I'm going to start from oldest, and we'll work our way up to uh, some more modern cases. And, uh, yeah. So Harold Dahl is actually uh, one of the first cases of men in black phenomena, we'll call it. In 1947, in the Puget Sound, uh, a common hazard in the waters and on the surface was... Uh, escaped logs and things like that from the nearby lumber mills. So they would hire several men to go on boats and just unjam these logs. Um, hence the term log jammers, if you've ever heard that. Mm-mm. Well, now you have. 
Uh, several work. Several men worked as informal harbor patrol, snagging these logs and taking them to the mills for a savage fee. Salvage fee, not savage fee. Savage. Savages for the logs. So they're basically independent contractors. Uh, Harold Dahl worked on one of these boats, and his supervisor, also uh, Fred Chrisman. Dahl reported that on June 21st, again in 1947, he was on his patrol boat with two men, his son, and their dog. Around two in the afternoon, Dahl's boat approached the east shore of Maury Island. Uh, Maury Island is now attached to Vashon Island by Causeway Road and is about six miles west of Des Moines, Washington. Dahl looked in the sky and saw six objects floating about 2,000 feet above his ship. The objects were made of some reflective metal. They were donut-shaped and about 100 feet in diameter. The center holes were about 25 feet in diameter. Dahl said he also saw round portholes, which he thought were observation windows. Five of the craft circled over the sixth one, which dropped slowly, uh, so close that Dahl was afraid it was going to hit the boat. The lower ship stayed in position for about five minutes, uh, with all the other ships circling above still. One of the ships left the formation and moved down, touching the lower ships. Two, the two kept contact for several minutes until Dahl said he heard a thud. Suddenly, thousands of pieces of what he thought were newspapers dropped inside the center of the ship. Most of the debris landed in the bay, though some hit the beach. Dahl recovered a few pieces, finding it was white, lightweight metal. Along with the white metal, the ship dropped about 20 tons of dark metal, which he said looked like lava rock. When the lava rock hit the water, it was so hot, steam erupted. They took cover after several pieces landed on his boat. Some debris hit his son on the arm, burning him, and other pieces killed his dog. Sorry, puppies. <laughs> Take a try to turn. Yeah, yeah. After the rain of metal, uh, the craft rose into the air and headed west out to sea together. Dahl went to his boat and tried to radio for help, but it didn't work. His radio was just not working. They sailed back towards their dock, dropped the dog over the side of the boat, took his son to the hospital for treatment, and he told his boss about what happened. Doss gave his boss the camera, and when the prints were developed, they showed strange airships, but the negative had spots on almost as if they were exposed to radiation. The boss did not believe him, so they went back to Maury Island, where they gathered more rock samples. He said that while he was gathering the rocks, one of the airships appeared overhead, as if it was watching him. Dahl told investigators that the next morning, a man wearing a black suit visited him and suggested they go back, to, go to breakfast together. Dahl drove his own car, following the stranger's new black Buick to a restaurant. While they ate, the stranger asked no questions, and instead he gave a detailed account of everything that happened to Dahl the day before. The man in black warned Dahl, that bad things would happen to him and his family if he told anybody about the incident. Dahl and Crimson would eventually be forced by the FBI to claim that this whole story was a hoax. Huh. And that is your first ever 
supposed account of the Men in Black. So, when I started this show, and I don't know if I've ever actually said this on the air. I don't think you say on the air with podcasts, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we're doing it now. Yeah, we're doing it now. Um, but when I tell people about the show, you know, I, I always tell them, you know, we talk about strange, odd, bizarre happenings throughout the world, but but true. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're really starting to flirt the line with that statement um, now. Um, this show, this topic, to even be true, first of all, you have to believe in aliens. Yeah. Which I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And uh, then you have to believe that... You have to believe in these accounts and from random people and things like that. But I do find it interesting in hell, as hell. And uh, we're going to continue on. But that was the story of Harold Dahl and his son and the... Uh, <laughs> More editing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> that was the story of Harold Dahl and his son and the Puget Sound and the alien sighting and the first ever case of a man showing up at your doorstep threatening not to talk about what you saw. And again, right away, not maybe exact mental ESP or mind reading, but he accounted exactly what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I guess you could be up there in that window from the ship watching it, too. But you have to know where this guy lives. And you have to know personal details. Yeah, yeah. I find it interesting that they went to breakfast in this story, though. I yeah, think that's yeah. the only one where that happens. And this happened in the 60s? 47. 47? 47, yeah. I was about to say, talk about a new Buick, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and they still make Buick. Shaq did a Buick commercial, like, what... Yeah, it's like the only car you could probably fit in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shack approved. Shack approved. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's creepy, man. It sounds like some shit you'd hear on Creepypasta. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, (gasps) bless you. Bless your soul, my dude. You better not be getting sick. I I just got over, like, knocking on death's door. I will fight somebody if I'm sick on vacation. Same. I promise. My sickness was, like, last Wednesday. I don't. I don't feel very good about that promise. <laughs> no, I was down. I was actually. I was really worried. I was gonna have to push off the podcast, but we Gucci. Oh, we good. We good. Oh, we'll fucking FaceTime your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They've done it. We'll stock you down. <sighs> you like the Men in Black? Oh no. God! No, Jesus! Or we just call in Cody. What's up, Cody? <laughs> <laughs> Cody's our backup guy. So this next story is about Albert K. Bender. Um, This is another kind of lengthy one. But this is where the kind of coined the term of Men in Black. Um, I'm looking for a a year because I didn't put it up at the top like I did with all the other ones. But uh, I'm sure I'll run across it in the story. Albert was employed as chief timekeeper at Acme Shear Company, the world's largest manufacturer of scissors, and lived in his attic with his stepfather. They didn't live in the attic together. That sounded weird. I was like, that's a kind of tight quarters. He lived in the attic of his stepfather's house. That's still like 90 better. It's no, no, no. Who lives in the attic? Yeah, it's weird. I lived in the basement. Basements are cool. I had sheets for walls. 
Fucking <laughs> raccoons hide in attics. Also, apparently, people. Black squirrels, also. What? Black yeah. squirrels? Living up in the, or growing up in the springs, we had a family of black squirrels that lived in our attic. I didn't know there's black squirrels. Yeah. They're kind of an anomaly. They're really cool. Huh. But they're little fuckers. Hold on. Interesting. (laughs) All right. Well, um... Well, crap. Where was I? Uh, So, even weirder, even more weird about the attic, um, maybe it's his sense of humor, but this this guy only gets weirder. Uh, maybe it's an ironic salute to his job as timekeeper at this place, but he filled his living space with an assortment of 20-plus chiming clocks. Every 15 minutes, half hour, and on the hour, the house chimed with the ringing of bells. What? I'm looking at a picture of a black squirrel now. You should look them up. That's They're cool. majestic. They are be- that is cool. I want a black squirrel. Same. I hate squirrels, though. Oh, I fucking hate squirrels. I've been chased by those little assholes. Yeah, I've gotten in a fight with them. Uh, Quick story. I was at a cabin in Utah and fairly pissed them off, and I was trying to use the grill outside the cabin, but all the squirrels (laughs) went on the roof and started throwing rocks at me. Thank you. They throw rocks. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, they fucking throw rocks. And uh, it was raining rocks on me. I I, I literally stopped grilling and I went inside and pan fried whatever I was trying to grill. So to add to that, oh, that's pretty fucking. When I was growing up in the springs, I had two dogs, and really quickly, my dogs pissed off the squirrel. So I went outside to like kind of like pull my dogs inside. Little motherfucker started like throwing rocks at me. I was like, "What is going on?" And I like went running inside, and the squirrel chased me in my house. Damn. Squirrels are ruthless. Yeah, I had an army on top of a roof, (laughs) just chucking rocks at me. I like squirrels a lot. You would. You're right, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. The timekeeper enjoyed his privacy, living in the attic of his stepfather's three-story home. Three stories, and he still still living in the attic. Yeah. I mean, it's just his stepson. That's probably the best you can. Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of like Cinderella. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) At some point, when Bender entered his late 20s... He adorned his uh, area with a realm, with a collection of monstrosities, fake skulls, shrunken heads, and his own original art. He would also have records playing of like 1950s style like horror sound effects. Okay, so not, he's a little creepy music, but like sound effects. Weird, yeah, <laughs> to each their own, <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> Albert's unique appreciation for the supernatural coincided with a rash of well-publicized flying saucer sightings in the American West during the late 1940s, prompting Bender to form one of America's first UFO organizations. In 1952, I told you there'd be dates coming up. Here they are. Nice. (laughs) The Park City resident organized the International Flying Saucer Bureau, or the IFSB. The IFSB reached out to 600 members around the world. We're doing better than that right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Not around the world. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Shout out to whoever's in Australia listening to us. All right, right nice. Now. How you doing? What up, Australia? <laughs> and sorry for Josh's racism right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's racism. I think it's called appreciation. I would try an Australian accent, but it comes off more British. See, like, that's like... I'm going to respect you guys and speak to you in my normal voice. <laughs> that's like racist right there. Say hello, Australia. Good day, you're, Australia. You're both being... You know what? <laughs> <laughs> the newsletter shared stories of UFO sightings and offered theories about the origins of these seemingly inexplicable objects. Almost as soon as Bender formed the IFSB... 
odd occurrences began to plague him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ill health, strange phone calls, and telepathic messages hounded the researcher. These events coincidentally mirrored an outbreak of UFO sightings over southern Connecticut. In addition, Albert always felt as if he was being watched. Dun, That's dun, kind of like dun. what he wants, though. That's Might be. That's kind I mean, of how it sounds. Might be. Yeah. But in November 1952, at a local movie theater, Bender realized a strange man with glowing eyes observing him. And while walking home along Main Street, Albert was shadowed on a separate occasion late one night on Broad Street near his home. Bender reported he was telepathically hypnotized and levitated. I feel like the story guy's oh, story funny. gets weaker and weaker. <laughs> but the worst phenomenon was the sickening odor filling his attic. It was the stench of burning sulfur. Ooh. That's pretty weird. Maybe his clocks are just fucking right, heat, heating up and going haywire. I mean, they say when, like, aliens are around, technology kind of buzzes out. Yeah, yeah. So... Like the uh, radio on the first guy's boat. Wow. Uh, so sequestered in his body. I'm tr- so trying so hard to stop saying uh, and I'm not going to be able to edit on that about this <laughs> podcast probably like I do all the time. It's really hard habit if anybody has it. It's really hard to stop. Especially when you're thinking. You know, mm-hmm. but, uh, or, you uh, know. Yeah, and ums, ums. Sequestered in his Broad Street home, Albert blended his UFO research with mental telepathy. To further his experiments, Bender prompted his readers of Space Review, all 600 of them, with a weird request. Memorize and silently recite on a particular day at a certain time a letter penned by Bender. Its goals were to connect with alien life via the simultaneous thought projection of hundreds of IFSB members. On war- <clears throat> to this day, it's still known as World Contact Day. It's uh, March 15th. And UFO organizations will still wow. c- celebrate as World Contact Day. Birthday. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, March 15th at a very, uh, what was it, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, all 600 members... We're supposed to try and mentally reach out to aliens. I mean, I know it sounds woo-woo, but on World Meditation Day, there is an actual noticeable increase of happiness around the world. I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but I can't remember what day it falls on. But uh, there was one day I was, like, going about my everyday daily tasks, and everybody I was coming into contact with was just on such a great, like, mood level. Wow. Yeah, and I went home and was like, man, wow, everyone was so great today. No one was an asshole. And lo and behold, I opened up Instagram. The first thing I saw was uh, World Meditation Day. So you're saying if we all woke up and meditated every day. If we all woke up and just chose to be happy. Or, you know, view things with positive God, isn't that just saying it right there on the head? Choosing to be happy. We're not going to get into this right now. No. But, but, <laughs> but man, choosing to be happy. I want you all to think about that if you need to. Your life is a choice. Well, speaking of choices, benders didn't go over well. Ooh, I haven't got one of those in for a long time. What? Segway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I used to segue hard at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Bender's message did not go over well. His rooms continued to fill with the smell of sulfur, and he was telepathically ordered to cease delving into matters that were not of his concern. A yellow mist gathered in the attic. Undeadered, B- 
Bender announced that the July issue of Space Issue... Ah. Gosh, damn it. The July issue of Space Review would hold a, quote, startling revelation. This revelation would never appear in print. In July of 1953, Bender was visited at his home by three men. Bender stated that all of them were dressed in black clothes and wore Hamburg-style hats. That's that, like, kind of round, kind of fedora-style. You know? mm-hmm. Men in black. The men in black made it clear to Bender that he was to immediately halt all UFO work. They communicated telepathically, saying, Stop publishing. Before departing, the men in black confiscated copies of Space Review, and in their wake, yellow fog materialized in the upstairs room again. The vile odor of sulfur wafted through the attic. The telepathic messages, headaches, his being stalked, and of course the surreal warnings uh, compelled Albert to shut down the International Flying Saucer Bureau. A year and a half after founding the IFSB, the final issue of Space Review was released. It included a cryptic message and a warning. Quote, the mystery of flying saucers is no longer a mystery. The source is already known, but any information about this is being withheld by orders from a higher source. We would like, the, we would like to print the full story in Space Review, but because of the nature of the information, we have been advised in the negative. We advise those engaged in saucer work to be very cautious. Unquote. Oh, Bender. So he made a complete 180. Yeah. He completely backed into the corner and stopped touching all of it. In 1956, fellow IFSB member Gray Barker penned the book They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers. In these pages, Barker detailed Albert Bridgeport's... Why does it say Bridgeport? Albert Bender's... I think I had a autocorrect error. Uh, he, he published Bender's experiences and actually coined the term men in black in that book. Hmm. And when was this? 1956. So 13 years later from the first initial one, right? Yeah. Yep. All right. I mean, too, back then, like, media was so very far and few and scarce. scarce. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all you had was people writing books. Printed news, yeah, yeah, or books. This, yeah. And, you know. Till Steve Rogers goes back in the past and gives them iPhones. Woo! Has anybody seen fucking Avengers yet? I have not. (laughs) I have not. Oh, fuck. Have you seen Game of Thrones? I've seen some of it. I haven't seen either one yet. But I have rewatched some Parks and Recreation. God Such damn it, Craig. You're just wasting your time. <laughs> no, I'm not. Ron Swanson is my hero. Oh, you shut Ron your Swanson. mouth. Bro, I've seen Avengers Endgame four times. Well, have you Jeez. invited me to go watch it with you? Have you invited me to go watch it with you? No, because I haven't gone to see it. Yeah, so. You've gone to see it four times where you haven't invited me to go with you. You know, if it makes up for it, I was going to watch the first Avengers last night. But I chose on a rom-com instead. And then... I saw, Which I saw that she paid Alex oh, it was for it. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. It was a movie with uh, Reba, Reba Rebel, I think her name is, that really funny British actor. That, like, larger woman? Yeah. And, uh, is it Rebel Wilson? Yes, Rebel Wilson. That's her yeah. name. 
And she pretty much is just a woman who has, like, this piss-poor job as an architect. She hits a wall. She goes to amnesia. And then she's living out a rom-com, and she hates her life. And it's PG-13, so she can't uh, even cuss. It was awful. Bullshit. Worst $3 I've ever spent. Oh, uh, and you life. paid for it? Yeah, we <coughs> no. paid $6 to rent this no. movie. Don't recommend it to anybody. That's why if you ever want to know good rom-coms, just ask Mason. That is true. I should have asked him the night before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm right. sorry. Oh, no worries. Um, Albert Bender would eventually just kind of abandon all the the thought of that, any research and anything. He moved to California. He got married. Uh, he actually passed away at the ripe old age of 94 in oh. 2016. But once he moved to California, got married, and stopped fucking around with UFOs, he said he never had another problem. You know, it's uh, it's funny that he kind of just backed away. So I haven't had an encounter like that. But when I was about 18, 19, uh, I was down the rabbit hole really deep with conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and just everything out there. And I think I might have mentioned this prior. Um, there was one time I was at a park and I was hula hooping. It was just in my own little jam and I noticed I'm very observant of my surroundings. And I remember I looked over and I saw this huge black SUV uh, kind of sedan, not sedan big black SUV pull up park and they parked in kind of like right in front of where I was hula hooping at and I looked over at the car and there was two men in black suits wearing sunglasses in the car and they stayed there until I had left and I remember I was hula hooping for about 20 minutes and they never left their car and so I thought it was a little weird and after about 20 minutes I got the heebie-jeebies so I packed up my stuff and I left and as I was getting in my car and I was driving away I looked in my mirror and lo and behold they reversed and they left as well shit and that was the very last time that I even delved into those really deep conspiracy Ooh. theories. Mission complete. <laughs> Mission complete for the I men know. in black assigned to Anya. Oh, I also <laughs> oh, was like fucks. seeing this guy who was So like, if they weren't on me, you have now brought them to me. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was a matter of time. Hello, men in black. Hello. <laughs> life to live on the edge. Well, yeah. if you guys have Welcome heard any back. of our other episodes, Men in Black, I've talked many times about how I'm an alien, so bring it on, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely an alien. Oh, we never did the alien test for Josh. Yeah. Yeah. There's an alien test? Yeah, Josh said he can, um, one of his alien powers is to be able to tell what you're, you're eating without knowing what you're eating or something. I think that was the one we were going to test. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I think my neighbor's hammering. She's been doing work lately. Uh, if there's hammering, I'm really sorry about that. Um, anyhow, yeah, Josh might be an alien. So I've got Josh the alien and Anya the... My neighbor's definitely hammering. Yeah, she is. Oh, yep. she's getting laid. One yep. of the two. Probably hammering. Damn. It's a sad late session. I mean, yeah, it's kind of sporadic. That would be, that would, that would be pretty weak. <laughs> no, no! no. <laughs> I'm back yeah. season. Give me two seconds. Yeah. Sorry, neighbor. I'll, well, I'll, I'll, to be fair, she's into girls, so. Oh. You know. Like, you know. Maybe they don't have, like, the, the thrusting power. Oh, oh shit. Right? Oh, there's no way that's not being picked up. I'm putting my headphones on right now. Of course she's stopped now. <laughs> Just give her a second. As I'm editing and producing this show, I don't have headphones on listening. Did you hear that? I don't know. I was talking. 
whatever. This next one. Uh, so if you guys have ever like looked at strange pictures or seen some of those weird picture lists online, you might recognize this one. There's a picture of a little girl, and it looks like there's an astronaut behind her. Have you ever seen that one? No. It sounds familiar, but I'd have to see it. Can you look up the Jim Templeton picture on your phone? Jim Templeton. Jim Templeton. Jim Templeton. I'm sure somebody listening out there has to... I've, I knew about this before I got to it. I've seen it, but I mean, of course, I've... <laughs> Anyways. Pretty dialed in that. I might look at weird stuff now and again. But yeah, it's a, it's a famous photo. So basically, this guy, uh, they were in Australia, I think near Perth, shout out... Uh, Who's the wheel lock guy? I can't remember his name. That super clamp man. Clamp man. Clamp man. Yeah, wheel clamp man. Wheel clamp man. Wheel clamp man. Shout out to him. He's the real people's hero. He would go uh, in Australia if people got like a boot on their car. We call him in America a boot. He'd go. Uh, yeah, that's the photo. But he would do what? He would go cut the boots off their car. What? Yeah. What yeah. a hero! Yeah, I'm saying it's a real people's hero right there. Yeah, so but sh- as Steve mentioned man. before. That's kind of fucked up because, like, now you might get in trouble for not having a fucking. You might. It's car. true. It's true. But I'm. I, but he did become a known public figure. So at this point, you could even cut your own off and just say, "Hey, it was Clint Man." Clint Man came out. Clint Man. You know. Yep. So uh, if you haven't been looking up the Jim Templeton picture while they were, then shame on you. But yeah. Uh, so he was out with his daughter and he was having fun taking pictures and he said the best picture of the day. Unfortunately, he got over there's all of a sudden it looks like an astronaut. Behind her, it's yeah, weird. Looks like a toy. So that that picture got kind of fake. Looks like a toy. It looks like a toy. It doesn't look real at all. It looked photoshopped, but I mean, back then. So he actually sent the it like it got checked by Kodak. This is 1964 still. Yeah, I was about to say like Photoshop was not a thing back Kodak, then. Kodak um, certified it as authentic. What? Yes, yeah. that's gonna come up in the stuff I'm about to read. Like, oh. I'm gonna- Oh, I'm going to post this photo the seat. so you guys can see it. So make sure you go to yeah. our Instagram page. Yeah, because even though I failed to back up what I promised last episode, Josh posted something I saw. Um, oh, the map. Yeah, Josh posted the map. He yeah, did good. I meant to post the map on I'm in charge of the Facebook. Josh does the Instagram. And Anya might do Twitter. We'll see. I will swap Josh for Instagram. Nobody likes Twitter. Twitter. Nobody wants Twitter. We're just I we're not on Twitter. Twitter. Like six years. Hey, guys, we're not on Twitter. Okay, we'll I mean, never be on Twitter. Never. Yeah, we're just not on Twitter. We should delete our Twitter. Just we're yeah we're we don't do Twitter. Dude, I, no. I can't remember the last time we got a like on Twitter that wasn't me. We don't tweetily deetily deet. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna delete our. We're Twitter. not Rock and yeah. Robin, all right? We're yeah, no Twitter. We're calling it now. No Twitter. No Twitter. <laughs> no Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's dead. We shot the bird. All right, so Anya's taking over Facebook, and then we're all good. Facebook. See how I rolled that in real smooth? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See how I rolled that in real smooth? (laughs) So she's going to take over Instagram. All right, since I'm the only one over 30, I do Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys, like, do you get, like, little petty arguments with your friends over Facebook? I don't don't actually Facebook, like... That's, like, the funniest thing to me when I see, like, grown adults, like, getting up... Oh, oh, no, I trolled trolled somebody for the first time recently. (laughs) It was on a and d website... I, f- I follow, like, all I do is follow a couple comic book pages and some D&D pages, and I keep track of, like, I used to keep track of my nephews, but they're young, so they're not yeah. on Facebook anymore, so. Yeah. Um, and my mom likes my to see my photos, so I, you know, I, I My post, mom still yells at me for deleting mine. Yeah, I post, I post photos for my mom to see. I love my mommy. Um, <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show, though, because I, I say bad things. Oh. And, you know. 
I also say really bad yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't care though. I told my parents. My mom doesn't know how to work technology. Yeah. She's too German. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, I feel like I was gonna say something and I totally forgot. Just trolling first. Trolling, time. yeah, I trolled somebody. Oh, it was just it was about a roll in D and D, and like because you you roll for stats, you roll dice to like figure out your stats and things like that. And somebody was bitching like, oh, you should just start at like max points. Wait, no, why? why? So yeah. I made I made some millennial comments, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I bet you want your participation trophy too. <laughs> Did he respond? No, but somebody else got really pissed at me, and they, at first they, they gave me some whole long spiel about oh, like how they play their game. But here's the part that I loved. Two hours later, he posted again. I haven't responded. I never said another thing. Two hours later, he's like, Oh, and if you graduated in 2003, that makes you a millennial too, and blah, blah, blah. That means he went and looked on my page, and he was stewing on it for two hours. I robbed this man of two hours of his life (laughs) just by some dumbass comment because I was like, hi, and fucking (laughs) didn't give a shit. Oh, my God. I stole two hours of your life, whoever you are, and... Yeah, I, I don't know what the millennial line is. I argue with it about a lot of people. Um, so it's 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 argued between ninety five and ninety six. Yeah, when it ends yeah, for so being from born. Like 80s, from it's ninety six. Yeah, so it's like eighty six. So I'm born in eighty five. I always thought I was a, yeah. like a zennial or something. No, so technically my, uh, you're a millennial. Okay. And my old roommate was yeah, the so, same way. So that's what pissed this guy off. Okay. Because I was talking shit about millennials, and then he fa- then he, he went and looked on my Facebook page and sees you know me, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "You are." I robbed him of two hours of his life. That's great. Ha. He probably sat there scrolling, pissed, looking through all my stuff, reading Eating about his ramen, me. Like, Fuck yeah, this, guy. this motherfucker said this. You know what's terrible? If I even see someone like post a story, like let's say for example, it's a girl that I think is attractive that I don't talk to, I'm like, oh. She posts something, and if I don't respond in, like, five minutes, I will just completely forget about it because I'm like, I can't do this now. <laughs> like, I can't. I, my, my window has closed. Right. <laughs> like, I've already seen it, or if it was yesterday, go home, Josh. Go, go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. Go to sleep. I don't go know about sleep. those windows. Mine's, like, a 72-hour. <laughs> what? What? Like, oh, I saw that thing you did three days ago. That was awesome. <laughs> like, excuse me? Like, I did, like, five other amazing things Well, see, here, here's the thing, Josh, is you set bars and standards, and there's people like, I'm not going to speak for you on you, but if you want to <laughs> jump on this bandwagon, and there's people like me that just don't. Nope. I'm on the bandwagon. And, you know, my friends know not to expect much Greg. Yeah. If, if he gets around to responding to your text <laughs> or commenting on your picture, even... Responding to your text. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just be impressed. Be impressed that I did it. Here's the thing, too. It's like, okay, more specifically, if I like someone's photo, yeah, and then I like want to say something, but I don't say it within like fifteen minutes at most. I, I can't. The only way I back out when I see that. Yeah, I back out when like. I want to make a joke, but then I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, like, somebody already beat me to it. And then, like, then I debate whether I'm funny or not anymore. Then I think about how <laughs> unoriginal I am. And I used to think I was original. And it just goes into this whole, like, depression, all because of somebody's Facebook post. That's hilarious. Not really. Yeah, there's been a few times someone will post something, and I'm like, oh, I should say this witty comment. And I sit on it for 20 minutes, and when I send it, I'm like... 
Oh my god, that was like 30 minutes after I actually <laughs> like either saw or liked it. Yeah, so there's uh, rules to this shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's why I can't get down with it. Stupid yeah. rules. Yeah. Unannounced rules. Um, I, I go by uh, also old man rules now. Like, I like to think of me as an old man. Like, Greg's just seen it. He doesn't know what he's doing. Just, <laughs> Greg's senile. He doesn't know what he's doing. Just, <laughs> okay. Just, just, yeah, just, just let him go. Just let Greg. Babushka rules. Yeah, exactly. What? Babushka. What does that mean? It's a grandmother, uh, Russian grandmother. Yeah, I, I know. I'm with you. Babushka. Yeah, yeah you got the, the bandana over your head. Bro, what the fuck? Please, please, more soup. Please. Yeah, so you know I'm going great? on Babushka rules. There's so this guy wait. at my job named Alex, and he's like this old, like, he's from uh, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And, like, he says babushka sometimes. And I always wonder what the fuck that meant. It's also a, a hair salon out here or something? It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes me so happy every single time I, I love it. I used to have one of their stickers. It was my favorite. Babushka. <laughs> I call my cat babushka. He's yeah. not a grandmother. Yeah, nor is he Russian. We've gotten... How many free advertisements have we put out on the show today? A lot. We've so many. You need to pay us. Definitely go to the tabletopgames.com. Yes. But um, the beer and babushka, the... Uh, Russian just culture. Russian culture. <laughs> Funny side note, my friends called me grandpa. Uh, Miranda calls me old man slippers because I walk the dog in my slippers and I scoot around the neighborhood <laughs> trying to keep my slippers on my feet. Greg is wearing his slippers right now. I sure am. I love my slippers. Um, this show is derailed. It's all right. We're going to come back. We're going to come, come back. back. We're coming back right now. We, oh, God, we even started the talk. Like. So back to Jim Templeton. Oh. oh gosh, she's showing puppy pictures. Sorry, that's derailing the show even more. Like, oh, you, know how many, you know how many times I, I listen to Joe Rogan and like they completely are not talking about whatever the fuck I thought they were talking about. Oh, but like God. I enjoy it, and I'm oh, like, wow. Yeah. yeah, we always and, get it back on. Oh, yeah. yeah, we we and always and considering getting it back on, on like phonics. Well. That was a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Your segue I, I, I'm was not going to lie. I, I honestly, I didn't hear you because I was in my head trying to think of the segue. <laughs> so I, I don't even know what you said. I said, and speaking of getting it back on. Jim <laughs> Templeton in May of 1960. So there's times I'll be editing the show. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, that was a funny joke. I didn't even hear that one. Because <laughs> I was sitting there trying to talk. Yeah. But seriously, guys, Jim Templeton, in May of 1964, was with his wife and daughter in Solway Fjord. What? Fjord? Let me see. F-J-O-R-D. The hat tilt. Fjord, yeah. Fjord? Uh, Jim was a photography enthusiast, and like all new parents, his main motivation was his daughter, uh, who was five years old at the time. They took the afternoon. He took three photos, and when he went to reveal them... He found that the best picture of his daughter had been ruined by some goddamn astronaut walking behind her. What the fuck? Fucking astronaut. Jim was entirely sure that the three of them were alone that day. And there was definitely no NASA project or whatever Australians do. Dude, okay. Before, before you go any further, I looked at the photo. If you look at the proportions, right? Yeah. Like... His legs have to be the most long and skinny legs of all time for him to even exist, unless he's, like, fucking, like, two feet tall. Well, we're talking weird dimensional shit. Yeah. Like, it's obviously not a real astronaut, Josh. 
Then what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> it's a, the fucking little astronaut behind the girl. <laughs> yeah, but like... There's he, something there. It's a toy, bro. It oh has God. to be. No way. Bring it up again. Bring the I photo know. up again. Because we need to see it, if this... We need to see this girl's hand placement and everything. I got you. The curious photograph was published in the local newspaper in Cumberland on June 12th of the same year. And the next day, it was also picked up by the Daily Mirror and Daily Express and was even verified by Kodak to be authentic. Yeah, but, like, if you put a toy in a photo, it's still authentic. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> I, let me see one see, of the it pictures. Doesn't, I don't, it doesn't look like a toy, though. Who, so he taped it to the back of her head, or what? Someone's, like, behind her holding it up. There can't be a person behind There can't be anything bigger than her behind like, her. Like, he's literally not even, like, tall enough to, like, go past her neck. Dude, it could be, like, Dude, that standing thing's like, on the hill. That thing's, like, maybe five inches tall. I mean, but also, aliens don't have to configure to human constructs and, like, our shape. Yeah, but then why would they be an astronaut? Maybe that's what the form of their... Like, why would they be a five-inch five astronaut? Like, weird cloud formation is the best thing I can come up with, but... But then it's like you get that black speck. You get that visor, yeah. No, it totally looks like an astronaut. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, there's no way that it's, like, not... Maybe it's not she like a toy. is an astronaut in a future dimension. Oh, her future's <laughs> I mean, at this point, it could be. It's an interesting S- one. Some reports suggest that soon after the image was published in newspapers, Mr. Templeton was visited by the mysterious men in black, who asked him to take them to the exact area where the events took place. Templeton explained later that the two men who had visited him refused to show their identification, and that the sa- they said they worked for the government and that they were only identified by number 9 and 10. After taking the men to the site where the photographs were taken, Templeton said that when he explained he had not seen the figure at the time, the men became more angry and drove away, leaving him to walk home alone. Dicks. Now, I didn't write this down, um, because it came up in a video I was watching, but I guess also in this area of Australia, there is a missile silo. Um. The Australian government actually contacted Mr. Templeton because they had surveillance video of this same astronaut-looking thing showing up in their cameras, too. And he took the picture in the same area. I just got goose pimples. Ooh. Babushka! <laughs> Babushka! Oh, man. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, I mean... I wish we had access to their surveillance cameras. Right? Right? Same. Right. How, I mean... How weird is that? But back in that time, too, like, when did NASA actually start... And this is Australia, too. Yeah, so I'm like, that's... Interesting. Yeah. It's it's really weird. Re- if it's true, fuck, it's weird. All right, small comp- conspiracy. This happened in the f- when did this happen? Sixties. This was the sixties, I believe. No, my my conspiracy completely out the window. Boom. <laughs> Nineteen sixty four is when the photograph was photographed. So then we've already like gone to the moon. At this point. I mean. I I can no longer confirm or deny that because I'm not intelligent. What year did we go to the moon? I'm pretty sure it was like... Was it the 40s? Late 50s or very early 60s, like 62 or something. Let me look. 50s. Sorry we're not intelligent people here at Strange People Weird World, but we are strange and we are people. That's all we ever claim. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we're anti-sex offender. We are. 
anti-sex offender since day one. Take that. All right. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I believe it was... So the moon landing from the Soviets was in 59, which was, I'm pretty sure, the first moon landing. No, we no, they were first in space. We oh, yeah, were we first were first. On okay, the moon. so then it's in the 50s. Because okay. JFK was president. Okay. So. Okay. So we've already been in the moon, and we definitely already have a space program going. Yeah. So, so astronauts are a thing, yeah. Yeah, let me, let, But let me an look. astronaut to be in Australia floating within, you know... And to be tiny. Yeah. Because even if he... I, I will admit, even if he is standing on that hill behind her... The proportions are... Are wrong. I, God, I hope you've looked at this picture by now, if you're listening Yeah, if you yeah. literally have... Pull it up. <laughs> like, at least like, pull it up. Like, come on. Stop. What are you doing not looking at this picture yet? So, yeah, even if he is standing on the hill, I, I will admit, he's small... That's why I feel like he's just, like, floating there, like, dimensionally behind her. I don't... It's a weird one. Like, I want to say maybe it's, like, another dimension, but then I'm also, like... So, if you know about aliens, too, they show up around missile silos a lot. And even American reports of... They, like, fucking turn them off. Oh. Like, they'll they'll show up around missile silos and just turn off all the computers and shit. Like, deactivate things. Aliens? Yeah, they're... So a common theme, if you're getting into ufology, is aliens trying to, like, seemingly trying to warn us about Nukes. our own imminent destruction. Yeah, like, self-caused imminent destruction. What if that's Nukes the, scare the shit out of them. agreement between the government and the aliens? Well, I mean, there's the whole Antarctica Treaty, which is, like, where also Hitler believed there was aliens there, so they... Like had a whole escapade. To There's go there. so many theories around. But like so, okay. and then also the fact that we can't, no one can actually colonize the moon. So it's like all because of a treaty that we have. If you don't believe in aliens, we also can't yeah. conquer Antarctica yeah. because of the same. The treaty. universe is so vast. It's, Anyways, it's July so 29th, teeny. 1958, NASA was founded. So on July 29th, NASA will be 61 years old. Wow. Damn NASA. All right, NASA. Yeah. Getting old. NASA, you know things. Also, you if we want to, if we want to go down the conspiracy route, like you can go into the whole fucking like NASA and what it means in Hebrew. It's like deceiver to deceive or something. Oh, really? But I, that's what flat earthers say. But when we, I was doing the research, I also found like you're really pushing it to the limit on that translation. Like there's yeah. a, there's a more va- a, there's you, a better. You can't even fucking too. translate the Bible correctly, and that was yeah. in Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's. <laughs> and I mean, flat earth. I'm never gonna back up a flat earth. That's. Go watch the documentary. Yeah. They literally they fail on yeah. on the documentary. They, yeah, they fail. so many times, M- multiple times they fail. <laughs> so like, did you guys forget you're being filmed right now? Yeah. Like straight up. Yeah. I feel like they published that to show people, hey, flat earth. Yeah, because like, I know I've already said it on the show, but there's the one part where the guy's talking at a party, and he's like, yeah, we spent $20,000 on the thing, and it Fuck. didn't work, but don't tell anybody. Did you forget there's a fucking camera, camera point? There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Also, they have to be mic'd up at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, you the, literally have something attached to your stomach. But, again, the intelligence level, that's about right on par with what I expect, so. Like, and that's the thing. Like, okay, I'm going to say something that's probably not, like, very nice. We ever notice like the majority of flat Earth people that like they're never like the most like uh, you know genetically pleasing, they're never the most intellectually <laughs> pleasing. I will say I actually I said knew the I... most, not your fucking divine fucking chiseled jaw man that you're talking about. I don't give a fuck about him. What? <laughs> yeah, leave me out of this. <laughs> I'm not talking about any man in that particular sense. No, uh, I knew somebody who. 
kind of started to open up to the theory, and he was very smart. Yeah, my dad's intelligent And he as was fuck. very genetically pleasing. Um, but I will say, when he mentioned the flat earth thing, I did laugh. Yeah. But me, who I am, I kept an open mind, and I did look into it, and I was like, now I can't get with it. Well, that's why I said the majority, because, like, my dad is probably the smartest person I know on this planet. Is your dad a flat, flat earther? Yes, <gasps> unfortunately. Oh, Mr. Hart. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. I know, so, <laughs> but... To be fair, he's black and inherently doesn't trust the government. That's also true. At least he's open enough to think, <laughs> you know, that this theory is even real, so. Yeah. His mind is open in a sense. You just have to redirect it to the right path. Yeah, and, like, there, I can't lie. There's been times where his arguments have been slightly compelling, but, like, I still come back to, like. Oh, yeah. No, I had totally, a time where totally. I was like, yo, maybe the world is actually flat. And then I looked and I was like, no. I'm but, like, good. the only reason I no, ever give yeah. Flat Earth any type of, like, credit and, like, any type of, like, oh, I might believe it is because of the Bible. What the Bible says. And, like, the Bible says, like, the earth is unmovable. It's stationary. It talks about the firmament. Like, I've made the argument that the firmament could be an atmosphere, which it totally can be, sure. But, like, that's kind of a, that's kind of pushing it. That's, like, n- you know, they're saying, like, NASA means deceiver. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, same thing. Um, also, in the times they say, like, the... And the only thing with NASA being the deceiver is... There was the, the deception of round Earth was going on long before NASA. Yeah, but like we we also had an influx of like media, like television, government yeah. power. Yeah. We just won the Second World War, like all that shit. So U.S. <laughs> astronauts too. I mean, yeah, dude. I, I, yeah. yeah, I don't Anyways. know. Flat Earth. All right, I gotta get us back on track here because right. it's getting late and we've got a lot of episode left. We're wow, like, we're like halfway through right now. Oh. Wow. Uh, Hope you're ready. <laughs> I, like we're at the point where we call it a two-parter, or we fucking rock this shit right now. And I think we're gonna rock this shit. Right? Just rock rock this shit. Yeah. So look at this picture real quick. Uh, if you want to see the picture, looking up, look up Jack Robinson. Type in "Men in Black" after it, or and just send it to me. You'll know. see. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'll see a picture of a man kind of hiding in a balcony way or a doorway. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll get to that. But now that that's fresh in your brain and. Look it up on our Instagram, SP Wood World. There you go. Bam. And you'll know. We're talking about Jack Robinson, 1968, New Jersey, UFO researcher. Him and his wife, Mary, begin to experience extremely strange events as they pursued more alien and UFO-related research. Oh, my God. I just had a revelation. Is this what Meet the Robinsons is about? I have no <gasps> idea. What's Meet the Robinsons? It's like that animated movie where, like, they have, like... I'm pretty sure they have, like, spaceships and shit, and they have, like, time yeah. travel and, like, dinosaurs like and shit. It's in the future. Yeah. I don't know. This this case is actually even hard to find, like, more thorough research about, so I don't know huh. how popular it is. But uh, they would come home to find their house in a part... Or their house torn apart and looked through. All their UFO files appeared to be disturbed. Mary also began to notice a strange man in, in a black suit and hat staring up at their apartment from a doorway. This would go on for three days until Mary mentioned the activity to a friend who drove over and saw what she was talking about for himself. The friend, Tim Green Beckley, snapped a photo of a man in black with a black hat standing halfway between a wall or an entryway. Wow. That's wow. all the information I really have on that one. But, I mean, there's a solid photograph right there. And yeah. It's, what a creeper. It's pretty compelling. Again, sorry about my neighbor hammering. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> now, this next story, 
Uh, it, it's kind of a longer one, and uh, it's this is where shit gets weird. Yeah, this is where shit gets weird. Josh is trying to quietly sneak off to the bathroom, <laughs> and now we're just gonna have to catch him up on shit when he gets back, and he never knows what's going on, anyways. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> he, you know, he's actually been more engaged today than many episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's because we didn't get him high. No. Nope. You get him high. Nope. You get him high. He's Can't lost get him high. Us. He's gone. Gone. Yeah, I learned that with Josh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gone. Just space case. Gone. And so many times he's like, "Let's get work done." He comes over. We'll get high, and then it's just gone. Yep. yep. Zones out. It's always his idea, though, too. Every time. Hey, you got you got a bowl. <laughs> you want to smoke some weed? Yeah. Okay, sure. I'm like, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm a functioning piehead, but yeah. I mean, I like to think that I am. <laughs> <laughs> As long as, like, as long as I keep reminding myself I am. Yeah, there's yeah. times where I'm like, I'll be good. And then I smoke and I'm like, oh, why'd I do that? What happened? Man, I, I had a, I guess I don't know how people, yeah, I, I drive after I smoke weed. I guess we can put that out there. It's not a big deal to me, but I guess it probably is to some people. I mean, I think the equivalent, I don't know. I'm 33 I, and I've been smoking since I was 15 every day. And, like, you know when it's not okay. Yeah. Like, for me, it's, like, the same thing when you're drinking alcohol. Yeah. You know your limit with alcohol, so you should know your limit with... So I had that moment the other day. Because oh. I don't... It's. I guess it's kind of a thing I've heard about before. Like, if you're at home, you won't get as high as if, like, you smoked uh-huh. and went out somewhere. Because you're comfortable and you're... In your you're surroundings. familiar. So, you know, I always... Like I was even telling Josh today, I, I take my time when I'm getting ready for work. I'm working these early shifts now, so I wake up at 4 in the morning. You need to have a little and, bit of Yeah, time. and I have to be there at 6, so I shower, I take my time. And by the time I'm done, I've made my you know triple espresso, and I sit, I'm sitting in this very room, and uh, I'm smoking a bowl. Mm-hmm. And you know sometimes I smoke two. And uh, I was just fine. And then I hop in the truck. You know, It's been downstairs warming up for a while. And I start driving to work, and I'm on I-25, and I just get that feeling, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. Oh, no. I'm really high. No, no, that's the worst <laughs> feeling. <laughs> but luckily, it's like 5 in the morning, and there's nobody on the road. And it's empty. Yeah, I just get to work fine. End of that story. Hey, we stalled long enough, and Josh is back. Woo! Fantastic. High five. Damn, nailed it. Killed right. it. Wow, it is 8 o'clock, and we're still recording. It's and, just weird. It's, and the everything about today is weird. Was late. Yeah, you were late. We were scheduled on yeah. Tuesday. And we did a photo shoot. You might see some cool photos of us coming out soon. What? After yeah. Josh Missed edits and wind does his thing, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah and the wind was going the opposite way of. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's coming up from behind the <laughs> pictures. <laughs> So 1976, Dr. Herbert Hopkins, a 58-year-old doctor and hypnotist, was acting as a consultant on an alleged UFO teleportation case in Maine. One evening, the telephone rang, and a man identifying himself as vice president of the New Jersey UFO Research Organization asked if he might visit Dr. Hopkins that evening to discuss UFO research regarding the case. The doctor agreed. And he hung up the phone. I'm going to say that one more time. 1976, he hung up the phone and went to the door to switch on the light, only to notice the man already walking up the walkway to his house and climbing the stairs of his porch. Hopkins would later comment, quote, I saw no car, 
and even if he did have a car, he could not have possibly gotten to my house that quickly from any phone. Again, this is 1976. There's no car phone. There's no cell phone. Pay phones are around, but he hung, he hung up the phone, walked to his door, turned on the porch light, and this guy's in his yard. I'm getting the chills right now. Wait, so the guy about it that he was talking to? Yes. And where was the guy that when he was on the phone? So, like, okay, hold on. I, I think I'm Okay. Something. So, this <laughs> Dr. Hopkins mm-hmm. is the hypnotist on a UFO case. Okay. A man calls him on the phone and says, Hey, I'm a ufologist. Can we talk about this case? Do you have time? Can I come over? He yeah. says, Yeah, no problem. Hangs up the phone. Walks to his door, turns on the porch light. This guy is walking up the steps of his porch. Weird. There's no cell phones. There's no car phones. There's not a pay phone on so his... So this doctor's at home? At home, yes. Not in an office. Okay. Yes. So he literally went probably from, like, let's say upstairs. At best. At best. Yeah. At upstairs. Maybe 100 feet. Yeah. So maybe we don't even we'll, know if it was a two story. It could be a ranch house. It could be a ranch, ranch house. Style. We'll, we'll give him credit 50. and say two hundred feet. Right. He walks two hundred feet, and after hanging up the phone, and this dude, as he's turning on his porch light, is walking up his porch. Yes. <clears throat> Sounds like dude knew where he lived, and dude was there. Yes. He was ready. But how did he make the phone call? Oh. The doctor found himself acting out of character. Allowing a person into his house while he was alone, despite the history of crime in the area, failing to inquire to his name, nevertheless, he listened without any fear at all. His dog reacted differently. As the man entered the house, the dog barked uncharacteristically and hid in the closet with his tail between his legs. Dogs know. Dogs always know. Dogs can feel that energy. That's why I have three. Back up, just in case, in them, case so. one's off. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wore a white shirt, white gloves, but his trousers, jacket, tie, shoes, and hat were all black. He appeared not to fill out his sleeves or trousers. The crease on his pants remained razor sharp, even at his knees, when he sat down. As he took off his hat, it became apparent that he lacked both hair and eyebrows. His small nose and small ears were set low, his chin receded, and his face was deathly white, except for a vivid red gash of a mouth. He said he just had like a sliver of a mouth, but it looked like he had bright red ruby lipstick on. Ooh. That's fucking gross. I'm picturing it. Give me the heebie-jeebies. It was only after the encounter that Dr. Hopkins reflected on the strangeness of his visitor's appearance and behavior. Apparently satisfied with the information he gathered from Dr. Hopkins, the man in black changed the subject. He informed Hopkins that there were two coins in Mr. Hopkins' pocket, which was correct, and he asked him to remove one. Hopkins complied and held the coin. It was a shiny new penny. He held it in the palm of his hand, and the man in black told Hopkins to watch the coin closely. After a few moments... The copper coin took on a silvery appearance, and then blue, and then appeared to be going out of focus until it eventually disappeared altogether. 
the man in black informed Hopkins that the coin would never be seen on this plane again. Oh, plane of existence. Yeah, 100%. He then inquired as to whether Mr. Hopkins was familiar with alleged UFO abductee Barney Hill. You can look up Barney and Betty Hill. They are the like one of the original UFO abductee stories. Um, it's legitimate, like lots of story there. Like not way more than I can get into now, but this is legit stuff. Uh, Hopkins replied that he had heard of Hill, but was under the impression that Mr. Hill had died in the not-too-distant past. The man in black informed Hopkins that this was correct. Although Barney Hill didn't have a heart attack, said the man in black, he just has no heart like you no longer have a coin. That's fucked. That's some fucked shit. Oh, shit. I like these guys. It should be noted that Barney (laughs) Hill did actually die of cerebral hemorrhage. And the man in black gently suggested that Hopkins destroy any material he had related to the case. At this point, the man in black's speech started to slow down. Rising slowly and unsteadily to his feet, he said very slowly, My energy is running low. Must go now. Goodbye. Clinging to the railing, he climbed down the stairs of the porch. But he did it. Not one step at a time, but he would take, like, you know, if you were hurt, you could put one foot down on a step and the next one on the same step. Yeah, what kind of wincing? Damn, I, okay, I'm not going to lie. That was the first one that you've said out of this last, potentially, hour that we've been talking. <laughs> that got me. Dr. Hopkins saw a bright light shining up the driveway, brighter than an automobile headlight. It was a bluish and white color. This is before we had LEDs. Although... No light had been present when the man arrived. He rushed to the kitchen window. The doctor looked out to watch him, but the light was gone. Not surprisingly, he was so scared that he willingly complied with the visitor's instruction. He went to the other room, gathered all the material from the case, demagnetized his tapes, cut them into thousands of pieces, and then for good measure burned them along with some other documents related to the case. Subsequently, Curious incidents continued to occur to both Dr. Hopkins' household and in that of his eldest son. He presumed that there was some link with the extraordinary visit, but never heard from the visitor again. As for the New Jersey UFO Resort Organization, none such exists. Hmm. Uh, Hopkins, following this, began experiencing trouble with his telephone, Um, and this is recorded from other cases as well. You'll, you'll pick up the phone, and you just hear, like, deadline with static. Uh, you'll hear buzzing noises, or you'll just get yelled at real quick, or... <laughs> so Just, by, I... like, screamed at, not, like, verbally mm-hmm. yelled at, but just screamed. Um, on those on occasions where a connection was successfully made, um, it would be a mysteriously broken conversation that would cut out in the middle of it anyways. The local phone company determined that Hopkins' phone was indeed being tampered with, but were at a loss of explanation as to who or why. That's I think my phone's being tampered with. Really? That happens with almost like nine out of ten of my phone calls. Is either I'll get static or it'll be broken up, or like the voice will go in and out, and I'm always like, "Is somebody listening right Have now?" I mentioned how glad I am you're here with us. Now. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Well, shit. Oh, 
Good job, Greg. God damn it, do it. Just keep it Once again. Hey. <laughs> Whoever was watching Anya and is now watching me. Fantastic. Welcome. Welcome to my weird life. <laughs> uh, Greg's weird world at Instagram, if you want to go there. Uh, so this next one, you know, if you haven't believed anything yet and you don't believe, we're jumping way ahead in the future here, 2002. Who? If you don't believe in Mr. Dan Aykroyd, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, in fact, I just watched Blues Brothers last night, uh, Miranda's first time seeing it. Uh, you guys haven't seen it, have you? Nope. Of course not. <laughs> it's a fucking phenomenal movie. They do not film movies like this anymore. It still holds the records for most car crashes in a movie. Anyways, in 2002... Dan sold this show idea called Out There to the Sci-Fi Channel. Supposedly, he was doing some pretty groundbreaking work. And, uh... Well, I'm going to let Dan tell it to you for a little bit here. I mean, and I... The last show, the last show we did, I had both Bassett, who uh, has the, the UFO time clock, and then... Greer, both Bassett and Greer were there. They were my two guests for the day. Well, the show was canceled that afternoon. And um, I was outside in, before I knew it was canceled, in between the interviews. And uh, I was outside, and Britney Spears called me because she wanted to, me to appear on Saturday Night Live with her. And so I picked I was outside having a cigarette. The phone rang. Uh, I, I, oh, Brittany, how you doing? Oh, sure, of course I will. I turned away like this. I turned back, and there was a black Ford across the road, a black Ford sedan. And I, I was trying to look at the plate, and the plate seemed kind of like fuzzy. And I was, you know, definitely a police car. And two guys were there, and a big, big, tall guy got out of the back seat. And he stood in the street on, um, on 42nd Street, it was. We, we were at 42nd Street and 8th Avenue. And he looked right at me. And literally, I mean, I was on the phone. Hey, oh, sure, of course I'd love for the show. Saw the Ford, went back like this, turned back like a half second later, and it was gone. And that car did not go past me. It did not make a U-turn because I would have seen 42nd Street. I would have seen that thing take a U-turn and go away. That car vanished. That car was a cloaked vehicle of some type. And whether this was like a warning to me because the guy cut out of the backseat gave me a real dirty look. That car vanished. I know what I saw. And, uh, you know, I, I, it, was, it was just this fast. It was, oh, hi, Brittany, sure. Oh, of course, I'd love to. God gives me a dirty look. Oh, well, sure, car gone. That's what happened. And um, then two hours later, uh, we were told we were not to continue taping, and the show was canceled, and none of them would air. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Was that, uh, was that an MIB experience? You know, black helicopters? Uh, you know, military uh, abductions that happen. Sometimes people are taken and they talk about then being visited by, you know, military personnel and debriefed about their abduction. Was it, you know, was it a technology associated with some of these beings that are visiting that wanted to warn me off or that wanted to give me verification that I was on the right track? I don't know. But I do know I, I, did, I did turn back a second later and I, you know, it takes so long for an automobile accelerating from zero to 40 miles an hour to reach the corner of 8th Avenue and 42nd Street going past me and then pulling a U-turn and going out towards Times Square, I would have seen that car. And I looked around. I, mean, I was looking for that then. It was gone. So, um, I, I don't know. The tapes exist. I have them. We're going to try to repackage them. We might put them out on DVD. 
Thank you, Mr. Dan Aykroyd, for being here with us. Also, please don't sue me. (laughs) I love you. I love the Bruce Brothers, as I said. Um, He's got that all out on everything. I don't think he really cares. Um, He loves telling that story, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, so that's what Dan Aykroyd has to say. Again, he was making a TV show called Out There for Sci-Fi Channel. Says he was digging really deep. And, I mean, that's fucking crazy, right? You see yeah. that, you walk inside, and you find out the whole show's canceled. Not one piece, not one minute will air. Oh, my wow. God. Britney Spears is an alien. Right? He was probably about to uncover that shit. Bro, I'm telling you, especially when she shaved her fucking head. She looked like an alien. Yo. She looked like an alien. She went <laughs> Hey, wh- leave Britney alone! Oh, God. <laughs> Bro, that was like the fucking... I love that video. That's just... <laughs> the highlight of 2008. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <Wow>. Good times. <laughs> love you. Well, I mean, I, if Mr. Dan Aykroyd says so, I, I believe him. I, I believe everything that man says. Elwood I, I, Blues would not steer me wrong. I mean, also, like... For me, so with my field of study, um, being like a wellness coach and kind of looking into that, you look into everybody's behavior and the way that, you know, when you talk about things, you listen to their tone and you Mm -hmm. listen to their structure of their words. And it doesn't sound like he's bullshitting. No. No, I didn't get a hint of it. No. Like, he was seriously like, what the fuck? Where did this car go? And so it just, it makes you really think. You know, man, like I said before, men in black, let me tell you something. You're out there. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Wait, we're cool with you. Yeah. I might I be an alien. You. Nobody. I, I told people from day one not to believe a goddamn word that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I might be an Take alien. Take with a grain of salt. Yeah. So, if I am, and you want to prove it to me, go ahead. How about that? I'm calling him out, bro. I'm calling him. Josh... Hart is calling you out. Yep, Josh Hart. Not two thirds of the show. Nope. Cool with you. One third. Yep. I mean, I'm cool with you. I, I dig you. Yeah. Not I don't two, want okay, you. Okay, two thirds of the show. Not calling you out. Just, uh, I just want to keep on uh, doing, doing Greg, and uh, yeah. Yep. I want to keep it. doing me. I want to go to school. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I got one thing left for you guys. Uh, this is a video. I showed it to Josh before you got here. Um, I'll show you afterwards, I guess, but. Y'all can look it up right now. Uh, it's hard to look up the video without a bunch of bullshit that goes along with it and somebody else who made a 10-minute show or whatever. His name's Shane Sover, S-O-V-A-R. Uh, this was take, this video was taken in 2008, Niagara Falls Hotel. Ooh. Basically what happened is Shane Sover and the security... Shane Sover is the hotel manager, by the way. Sorry. Uh, I didn't write the last two things of this show. I've been, I'm just telling you from memory now. Nice. <laughs> uh, Shane Silver is basically the hotel manager. Him and the on-duty on, uh, security guard, they basically saw a triangular-shaped UFO one night. And they reported it to... It was like... Fuck, I can't remember what it was. This U- this, another UFO institution. Yeah. The Aerial Phenomenon it something. Like, it was like A-Flip or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was Aerial Phenomenon Institute something. But yeah, he reported it to them. A tap or something like that. Yeah, and and they did a couple days of investigation with him, but all of a sudden, two weeks later, uh, Shane Sover and that security guard happened to have the day off that day. Two men in black, and this is what you're going to see in the videotape, walk into the lobby of this hotel. As they walk through, like you know, the main double doors, like buildings have like two sets of doors. Uh, 
there's a, there's a hotel worker. He's in the middle of the doors, like in that vacuum area, doing something like changing out a sign or something. And they walk past while he's in there, and you can see the size comparison and height. And unless this is like some like five eight dude, some like really short dude, and me walking past him. Yeah, I'm six four, by the way. <laughs> so it'd be like if Greg walked past me. Basically, which you'll see in the photos later. <laughs> yep. Uh, it, anyways, the size difference is phenomenal. These two guys, they're walking almost in unison with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like the last, uh, the Herbert story said, their suits seem yeah. bigger than their bodies. Yeah. You know, like it's they're just their skinny rails inside these suits. And you he know? also mentioned like the pale skin. Pale skin. The, it's very blurry to see. Like you can't see any of the detail in that, but like I, but I didn't know about the pale skin thing yeah. before I saw the video and then I didn't know it was going to come up in like, you know, yeah. so another case from what, but, the 70s? Yeah, yeah. Eyewitness reports these as two pale skin, big eyes, and they started probing Almost like they're wearing questions. wigs. Yeah. They got frustrated and mad when Shane Silver wasn't there and didn't believe whoever said it and seemed to walk around for a bit and oh. then left angrily. Never seen again. It seems like with the men in black, it's always just threats, though. So they kind of don't show up again, or or if they do, it's the the phone calls and the, mm-hmm. the mental. Kind of like coax you in. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is that they always look the same, almost in like any time that we're talking about. You get a couple differences. So you'll hear about tan skin ones too, but it feels like fake tan skin. Yeah. Like mm. same with like the lipstick thing with the yeah. Herbert one. You know. Like, I mean, I mentioned it last episode. You know, I had that family friend who. Her family was very deeply involved in the government and different aspects of the military. And uh, she lived out in Alaska, and one of their family friends one night noticed an aircraft above their house at 3 o'clock in the morning, got really super creeped out, called up their, called up her parents. And they were like, you know, he asked him, he was like, hey, is there anything going on? Like, can you call up the Air Force? Can you call up, the, like, the guard? Can you yeah. make sure? Can you just check for me? They called... Nothing was going on, so he took pictures. He drew like he drew his accounts, like what he mm-hmm. saw. And the very next day, a black SUV pulled up, and two guys wearing black suits pulled up to his house and took everything. Took all the pictures, took all the drawings, and they warned him never to talk about it again. Fucking. And this happened black. over twenty five years ago, twenty twenty five years ago. That is scary shit. Yeah, when she told me this, I was like, "What?" I I don't. I honestly, I don't know what I would do if two guys showed up to my door tomorrow and like stopped doing your show. I mean, or, like, I mean, if they like threatened Miranda or something, kind of like, happened to me. Don't give them when I was at the park. Yeah. Like, it was enough for yeah. me when I saw them pull up and they yeah. watched me, and when I left, they left. Like, they didn't say anything to me, but it was enough for me to where I got the hint. Like. Who knows, maybe telepathically or just intuitionally, I knew, like, stop. Yeah. Back off. Mind your own business. You have dug deep enough. Like, you were going to yeah. get to heavy waters. So, even though this isn't live and we're not on air, I'm doing finger quotes, by the way. <laughs> I can feel judgment from some of you out there right now. I feel it. Even though it's impossible for you to be hearing me while I'm recording this because it's Tuesday and you're listening on Wednesday, I hope, or Thursday or Friday and maybe you didn't get around to it till Monday. I feel the judgment right now. And uh, I'm going to give you one of my favorite cases. It's the Phoenix Lights case. 
This happened in the 90s. This giant diagonal of lights flew across the state of Arizona and is unaccounted for. The government called it flares. It flew across the state of Arizona. There's tons of eyewitness testimony to this. There's a few videos, but it's the 90s, so So if anybody is questioning us, go to Hooper, Colorado. Hooper, Colorado has the most encounters of (coughs) extraterrestrial activity within, I think, I believe it's like all of the United States. And I went there last summer, and they actually have an alien watchtower. I yep. talked to the woman who helps run the thing. I saw the they have want to go out there. Yeah. So many binders full of just actual proof of mutilations, of weird encounters, of ah, pictures. Yeah. When we were out there, I didn't see anything, but we were in the back of my uh, father's pickup truck because we were outdoor camping. Yeah, we're laying in this back of this pickup truck, and about two o'clock in the morning, we hear like this mechanical noise, almost like a. <laughs> That happens at Skinwalker Ranch. Speaking of audiobooks, if you haven't done Uh, what I told you to in last episode, the Skinwalker Ranch audiobook is a must-listen to. If you're not on the same page with us yet, listen to that fucking book, because... Oh, oh, it's got every. It's oh, yeah. They would hear. So when Skin Rocker Ranch got sold to the people who ended up making this public, part of the agreement in the the sell the sale was no digging without consent from the previous owners or something like that, and they would hear shit underground. Yeah. Listen to this Hunt for Skinwalker Ranch. It's a fantastic okay. book, and you'll really be on the same page as us here after <laughs> after hearing this. <laughs> Um, that's it for the men in black stories I have. There's a ton of them. This is kind of like you last week. Like, yeah. it was just hard to narrow this down. Um, so I kind of gave you some of the real solid original ones. And, it, man, it's creepy. Um, that That's it, though. Makes uh, it look like I, a from here on, it's, uh, it's, it's your choice to decide whether this is factual or bullshit or Greg blown smoke up your ass or... <laughs> But Greg, Greg's creeped out. I have, pumped, like, yeah, yeah, goosebumps. Yeah, the, the same story Josh says. I got, I, I've, I've been researching it for two weeks now, and I still got the heebie-jeebies reading it. To what you. story? The the Herbert one, the mm. the disappearing coin, and oh yeah, that yeah. one's fucking weird. Yeah, I will say that is the only one that I like have been uh, creeped out by this entire time. And there's there's more like it too. It's I, I built you up if if you can appreciate the ride you just went on. <laughs> Um, that's it, guys. Uh, it's been our creepiest episode yet. It's been pretty creepy. Just by yeah. like the pace that we've narrated this story. I feel like I did a pretty good job reading it when I wasn't tripping over my own words. But yeah. Anyhow, let me know what you think on my Instagram at Greg's Weird World. And uh, let us know what you think at spweirdworld at gmail or spweirdworld at things and stuff. On Instagram. 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 Also, you can follow me on uh, Josh on Instagram at Josh Hartco. Um, I actually released a uh, poster for our new Dances in the Sun music video, which will be coming out June 26th. I'm excited. I'm super stoked. Dances in the Sun is still my favorite song from Josh, if you haven't listened to it yet. Uh, it is my favorite song of my own as well. So. It's, it's, it's one of those... 
That's you know song. how that song "Come and Get Your Love" like it's impossible yeah. not to oh. dance to. Yeah. That's how dances in the sun is too. It's okay. impossible not to just like <laughs> at least like if you're not tapping a toe while that song is going on, your like head. you so don't like music. I just you just found out you don't actually like music, and now you know, so you don't have to bother anymore. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, "Dances in the Sun" music video will come out June 26th, uh, starring the amazing Jasmine Sugar, uh, an incredible dancer. Uh, who went to school in California, I believe dance school in California. So she just graduated. She's doing her own thing out there. Good job, Mama. killing it. Oh. What's up? No. Okay. Uh, also starring Mason Thompson, our boy. He was on the Mason. Blue People episode. I love Mason. He's a little shy on the microphone. But yeah. So he was on two episodes. Yeah, he's on two episodes. He was the, the he's Blue on People. Blue People and Severed Foot Beach. Severed Foot Beach. Really? Was he on yeah. Beach? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, it was him. Miranda. It was a five-person episode. Him, Why? him, Miranda, and Steve you, and us. Uh, you, Steve and I. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah, Mason Thompson's been on a couple episodes. Yeah. He, that man's got dance moves. So yes, he does. Don't be fools. Don't be fools. Don't be fooled um, fool by the quietness <laughs> on the on the mic. <laughs> and of course, us. Uh, you know, myself and Super Squids. Um, you know, starring in the video as well, but uh, also making the music for you. So enjoy that. Look for it. Follow me on Instagram at Josh Harco. Boom, boom, boom. And I was going to say, speaking of amazing ladies, Mm. you can follow You can follow myself on Instagram at Anya Daniela. And if you don't know, it's A-N-J-A and then Daniela. Or you can follow my photography page at do period arts with a Z. Wow. Fucking A. But most importantly, I need you guys to do one more thing. Go ahead and uh, keep it real. Well, I never knew anything like that in the whole of my life. Nice.